Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullah. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa sirli amri wa ahlal uqtatan min lisani yafqaw qawli ama ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. All praise and all thanks due to Allah. Hi everyone. I hope you are good and well and good health and imam of faith. Inshallah. And in today's episode, we're going to continue with our conversation and discussion with our dear brother, Shaf Khan, the Maverick entrepreneur, the owner and the CEO of Munchies in London Road, and Dano in the beautiful city of Sheffield. So without further ado, we'll continue with where we left off from last week's episode. Enjoy. How did you raise the funds for the, for the business? Because like, sometimes when you have an idea of business, one of the challenges like financial how did you raise it was it are you good at saving money did you get other family members how did you raise the funding for the company it came from two sources one was myself and one was like, supported by an uncle yeah and um, now so when it comes to money believe yeah. it or not it's the easiest thing it's the easy part of business you see okay yeah I thought it was the obstacle, no, but yeah. Absolutely not. You know, raising capital is the easiest part of the project. Yeah. Um, you just need to... Why would you say that? Why, how, why, why, what makes you think that? How do you convince and persuade the other people? Because I don't... There is yeah. many, many yeah. uncles and aunties mm. and people that we see in our day-to-day life. You, in, you go to the mosque, you, go, you see them on, on weddings, you see them on Eid, you see them on this. There's many, many people, let me tell you, yeah. that have more than a million pounds in their bank account. MashaAllah, yeah, okay. but we just don't know. There is many, many people mm. that will drive a Toyota Yaris mm. and that will live in a uh, small terrace house, house yeah. that has that sort of capital. Yeah. There's many people, okay? You have to respect them mm. by going to them mm. with a plan. With a plan of action or... With a plan of how this business will work. Yeah. With how this business will... The entire plan of the business. Now, I'm not talking about the, 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 the plan of like a normal business plan, what you're taught at the academic level. Yeah. I'm talking about... This is the operations of the business. Yeah. This is how you help them paint the picture in their head. Yeah. This is who will be accountable to who. This is how it will start. Mm. And this is how much we're looking to make at a certain period of time. Mm, yeah. And the most important thing is, as a youngster, you say, this is how much I am putting in of my own money. So you, you, so you, you, sh- you heard them that you're you risking. invest. Yeah, so you should... If you are risking something, so you showing them that you're you're risking X amount of your own money, so they can see that you are also taking the risk yes. with them. Yeah, you must invest your own money. Yeah, and I think from for myself, as from the age of thirteen, I was doing leafleting. You know, we used to walk two hours from Sheffield Four yeah. to Walkley Walk. Yeah, it used to take us two hours to get some leaflets. And then they used to drop us off in a random area like, you know, Stannington. Mm. We used to drop the leaflets off there and they would walk back from Stannington back to Sheffield 4. Yeah. Right? So in a, in a nine hour day, yeah. essentially we earned 20 quid. 
Yeah. Right? So I was doing that from a young age. But hey, that's fine because, you know, you're going to value yourself, right? Yeah. If you're a youngster and you're sat at home, mm. or if you're anybody and you're sat at home doing nothing, then you can't value your time yeah. any more than a pound an hour, really. Yeah. Right? So it was fine for me to do that. Then 20 pounds for eight hours worth of um, yeah. outside. But then, once is that, that when you learn to rate? Is that so? From that, just to a positive, is that when you learn to start saving money from a young age, from a young age, age to go to your uncles or aunties or anyone or anyone who you raised up a significant amount of money, yes. so you go into a good saving habits, money. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Got saved a lot, quite a lot of money. You know, yeah. like you know, um, when I started Munchies, I was twenty-two. Yeah. And if you looked at any other twenty-two-year-old, I had considerably more savings than anyone else. Yeah. It was because just from I was just I was just good at savings. Yeah. Where did you learn that good habit? Because <laughs> the other people have a bad spending habit, like me before. Anyway, since I, before I going to learn the bad habits. <laughs> so you, mashallah. So that's what I'm saying. At twenty-two, you already were say you were good at saving, oh. and all them years of saving. Right. Mm. At the age of eight. Yeah. When I looked around at my life, right, yeah. I was around people that were hard workers. People that were hard workers and that put in great amount of energy for a level of gain that was average. So I'm talking about, if you looked at my father, mm. a guy that would, at times in his life, would work one job, do 12 hours on one job. And then on the same day, do an 11-hour shift elsewhere. Yeah. He would only have time to come pick up food from home, and he would leave. And then he would get a nap at his second job. Yeah. Right, which was a uh, security guard job. Yeah. And all, all that did was family running. Yeah. It never, it, it never bought us a mansion in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Right? But he didn't put great effort and energy yeah. into that in hours. Yeah. yeah. And I looked at a, another person who mm. I introduced to mm. at the age of eight. And this so guy family was, member, uh, no, he, friend. He, was, he was like my father's friend. Yeah. And this guy was a very, very successful person. Someone yeah. that would, you know, if, if I was to put a value, um, a weekly value, like he would probably bring in between forty to sixty thousand pounds a week. Yeah. Right? What was he so doing? Was he working? In... He was a reseller of uh, medical equipment. Yeah, medical equipment. So he would take medical equipment from NHS and he would sell them in Azerbaijan to Afghanistan, Iran. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Inshallah, he's Yeah. Very, very, very successful. And he said to me, hey, look, if, I remember, all I'm around is... So, and this is age eight, at this yeah, moment, when you're serving these two, yeah. like, you're like, for father, yeah. for example, and yeah. this kind of and, and everyone else yeah, I've, ever, yeah. I've ever come across in my life has been just, you know, um, the, you know, the work, the hard working man. Yeah. But this guy was unique. Yes. And he caught your attention, basically. And he said, if you pass your sacks... Now, what, what the hell are sacks like? It's only <laughs> six exams that don't really mean much, right? Yeah. He says, I'll take you, I'll give you a surprise. So when I passed my sacks, he took me on his plane. Yeah. <laughs> and I can remember, I was sat in the plane, and, yeah. I was, and the pilot said to me, Oh, do you want to do left or right turns? And I'm there as a, I don't know how old you are. Probably 10, 11, yeah, 11, yeah. And I'm there doing left, and the plane is turning left, and I'm going right, and the plane is turning yeah, right. Yeah, Marshall experience, yeah. And I'm yeah. pulling the handle, and the plane's going <laughs> up, and I'm pushing it, and the plane's going down. I'm like, I cannot believe I have this control, right? Yeah. So unique experience at a young age. Yeah. And when I was spending more and more time with this guy trying to get into his brain, and this became a this became a 10-year relationship I had with this guy, yeah. right? maybe even more, maybe even 12 years. 
So, oh, yeah, so that, so from that, uh, yeah, eight years old, so when you met him in 10, 11, he gives you that unique experience, and then another, you spend 10 years all together, like, yeah, yeah, Randy. And I think what that taught me was you have to be different from everybody because everybody only realizes that they need to start saving and money's important. You know, when they get a child and they're like, oh, how do I have to provide opportunities for this child? Because this child needs to live a normal life like everyone else, and now I need to do everything. And they're, and they're rushing, rushing, yeah, rushing, yeah. rushing. Or it could be, oh, you get to the age of 22, 23, and shit, you think, okay, I don't want to work now. I need to start a business, but I don't have any money yeah. to start a business. So what do I do now? And you're panicking to find money. Mm-hmm. And you're doing all these get rich quick schemes and all this sort of stuff. Then you not work, right? I'm thinking you're going to learn crypto overnight. Bitcoin, yeah. Bitcoin yeah. overnight. Man, if you looked at Bitcoin, if you invested in Bitcoin five months ago from today, your money would be down. Right? So it's not that sort of an easy game. It yeah. doesn't exist. So I thought that we, I had to, from a young age, go against the grain and be different. Yeah. What I did was I started saving. I'm talking about saving from every possible avenue available. So that became your habit. That became yes. a deeply ingrained habit. Yes. Mm. I'm talking about eat money. I'm talking about, you know, gaining relationships. What I used to do was I used to gain relationships with elders. Mm. Yeah. Just so that I could get some eat money from them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And just those things and... Um, that kind of brought money in, and uh, yeah, and then the minute I, as soon as I could get a job, I got a job. And, yeah, it's uh, I was working alongside college and alongside mm-hmm. universities, and I was just uh, I was uh, I was making good money. Marshall, yeah. So so that's when you got into that saving habit, and then going back to the question of how did you find it? So you already had large amount, mashallah, yeah. on investment. Because remember, I was also a manager at Primark as well. Yeah, you were also saying, paying very, very well. well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So And that's what I'm saying. So from there, and then always having the vision as well. And then once you created that idea, you went to your uncle and to yeah. uh, to help you invest. Yeah. And how did you decide where to establish the company? Like, you know, the area? Because I'm interested in four processes, the different areas in Sheffield. Like, so how do you first, decide? First, Road, yeah. But, um, I mean, people have to take you seriously as well. You're yeah. just a 22 year old kid. Because you're a kid, um, you know, they don't want to give you any place. So London Road failed. Mm. And essentially, you got to a level of desperation where, listen, you need to open somewhere, what's available, and you found a store available in Donald and opened it. Was that the, was, which one was first? This, was the first oh, Donald's. Now, this is, this is the thing, right? Mm. We never started by having a massive mission and business plan and all amazing sort of oh this is where it's going to be in five years ten years whatever right? yeah. it was not like and this is important as well because you know you can you can get very very bogged down into into thinking oh but i don't i don't see this being great or i don't want to be in the food business the rest of my life and i don't want to do it no 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 no, no. get a start bro. yeah just, just get a start okay yeah if you're not, you're not doing anything else now you've got some money there you're not doing anything else start something yeah Okay, and that's what we did. We just started one day, mm. and you know, alhamdulillah, it's been amazing. Yeah, amazing so far. We've yeah, had our downs. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course, yeah. We've had many, many, many challenging times. You know, we've had, you know, more than twelve months of non-profit at certain points, yeah. right? But alhamdulillah, we fight through it and we push hard. And the thing that motivates me mm. is keeping people in work. That's yeah. the most important thing. Because right now, and as any new business owner, you realize at the beginning of your journey, there's very, very few elder people. People that will work five or six days a week on the trust you, mm. that will think, hey, do you know what? Yeah, I can do this job full time, 
but I've got a mortgage and I've got car payment and I've got my kids to feed and all this sort of stuff. But the more you get established, the more those people will come and work here. Yeah, yeah, they want a better future for their kids and they see that by working in a business like this. And I've come to the level mm-hmm. in that position now where we do have many, many parents that work here right now with multiple children right? yeah. and have multiple responsibilities and, and duties that they need to observe outside of work that they need to pay for. Yeah. They can trust us there. Yeah. And my, the reason why I try very, very hard mm. to make sure the business is, is optimal is to make sure that, hey, firstly, we need to build leaders and, and more and more. And secondly, to keep these people and give them more yeah. hours and give them more pay yeah. than they were originally expected yeah. so that they can feed their family best. Yeah. Because if, if, I can in, if I can impact, because it all stems from the top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The team. Is it the t- I have the most amazing team around me where sure, I can yeah. delegate a certain vision to. Yeah. But the vision comes from the top. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the vision okay. is always the leader. Yeah. If I can help impact yeah. the families of people so that their kids can do better and yeah. they can have more experiences with their children, yeah. right? That their kids can wear better, do better, dispose better. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing a great job. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So that is that is that like your motivating factor? That is the motivating factor. Yeah. That is the that is one of Motivating, yeah, motivated yeah. Practices. But at the beginning, also you said like you you had the idea, you still kickstarted it, and then uh, is that how you say your priorities have changed? Because now you've got like you know when you now you started, you got the rules turning, your priorities changed. So like now you said that you have your motivation for keeping obviously the vision is comes from you by delegating and finding a good team. Right, mm. look, I don't know how deep we want to go in mm. this podcast. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. But I have a, I have a line I have a uh, I can't think of the words in my head now I have a sort of caption yeah. that I live my life by. yeah and I believe that success lies at the feet of your mothers mm. and in the service of others yeah service of others happens through the many many charity campaigns that Minchis has done which yeah, has impacted sure. many many people around mm. Yemen you know, around uh, areas of Africa Pakistan yeah. And we, we plan to have a charity opening very soon for the Winchies Foundation. Yeah. And our first campaign will be in Albania. Mm-hmm. Inshallah, that we have to end this Inshallah. In January. Foundation, yes. Yeah, yes. And the service of others also extend towards being able to pay our staff well. Yeah. So that they can look after their families in ways that they dreamt of. Yeah. And having a sort of positive mentality so that the youngsters around us mm. can know that, hey, these people around, these managers around us, and these staff around us, they're successful people. Mm. And this company has an ethos of, from the top, that, oh, Shaf really respects his mother. Yeah. Okay? The managers around us really respect their mother as well. Mm. And their parents. Yeah. And their parents, should I say. And... That is success. Yeah. And we must adopt that as well. Yeah. Though that element of it will come very, very slowly than, yeah. in, in, than, than the pay element. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Than in the pay element, than in the service element, right? But it's an ethos that we like to share and we like to encourage, you know, yeah. encourage through being a great example. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know, it, it, it goes a long way. You know, when you speak to somebody, and yeah. say, oh, I went to Africa, but I took my mum as well. Yeah, it has an impact. Yeah, it's, it's just it's impact. just by saying that yeah. has an impact on a person. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the habits of the heart, and yeah. <laughs> they're powerful. We say yeah. that. Other say, what challenge did you have to overcome at the beginning of your journey? I think you might have touched on. What challenge did you have to? Which one would you say was? Did you overcome the biggest one you overcome with the, so far in your journey? I think the, any challenge you come across is a challenge within yourself. Yeah. Right? And I never knew how to go to business. Yeah. I never knew. I had no clue. I, I, I thought it was going to be... In fact, I don't even know what I thought. You know? Yeah. But I, I just went into it. Yeah. And uh, I know there was all these customers. And, you know, suddenly we had one table that was literally the size of, like, you was to sit down normally and put your arm left and right. It's that wide. Yeah. And the entire process of making a burger happened on that table. Whereas now that very table is five meters long. Yeah. So, yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. That was one thing. Managing staff. Like, you know, I can remember I got the worst possible advice from a person. What did they say? before opening. Yeah, what did they say? And you know, this is another thing. Man. Yeah. Like, you know, I, ne- I wish I never took this guy's advice. Uh, a guy come to me who literally an hour before the first one she opened and said to me, hey, Make sure your staff don't take advantage of you. You know, just do whatever you want to do. Don't listen to them. Da, 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 da. They'll leave any time. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. And I'm naive and young. I didn't fully take it because that's not my nature to be rude to anybody. Yeah. Right? But it, add, it added a bit of a, an edge to my game, which was bad. It was a bad edge. Yeah. Right? Maybe edge is not even the word. And after six months, Luckily, it happened like it only lasted six months. Yeah. Right? After six yeah. months, I thought, you know what, that guy was full of garbage. Yeah. Because when I traced his profile back, he's actually opened two takeaways and both of them failed. Yeah. Within the first year. Yeah. So I don't want to take advice from that. Yeah. Right? But through the through those first six months or so, I was speaking to many, many people, successful people. That's been in business advice. for 20 years, 25 yeah. years, we've been there. And the advice was totally opposite. And yeah. I thought to myself, hey, I took that advice from a wrong person. Yeah. So that was one thing. <laughs> yeah, it's one lesson. That you was know. one lesson. And yeah. secondly, um, I mean, look, I mean, there's, there's many things you can look back and say you did wrong, but it's all part of the process. The process of learning, It's all about where you are right now. And if you're making the same mistake as you made the last year, yeah. then that's a problem. And how I normally measure my growth is if I'm doing the same stuff as I did the year prior, yeah. there's something wrong with it. Nothing. Okay. Well, what have you enjoyed most about starting your own company? I think the thing I enjoy most is, um, you know, you look at these names, burgers are called like Crispy Heaven and whatnot. And now, alhamdulillah, there's about five or six takeaways I can name at the top of my head. Yeah. Use the same names. <laughs> so you, you, the originator. Absolutely. Originator, you yeah. know, the funny thing is, yeah, let me tell you something. Yeah. Right? You can, Ibrahim, look, yeah. this is like undisclosed to anyone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can go. The pressure. Yeah. I need you because yeah. I'm going to work on it in the evening. Yeah. Honestly, it was 3.55 p.m. Yeah. on a Monday. Yeah. And, and I thought to myself, I can't think of no names. What has it got in it? It's got crisps in it. And I don't know. Let's just call it heaven. Crispy heaven, something. Yeah. 
That's it. That's how that name come about. Yeah. And now, alhamdulillah, there's about five or six takeaways where I should have copied the same name <laughs> with the same description yeah. on the menu. Yeah, so you 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 that triggered you so that tells you to so you're the originator, authentic originator. <laughs> <laughs> which is good. You've impacted the album. <laughs> so yeah. that's we did alhamdulillah, you know that yeah. we've um, Creativity, would you say creativity has always been part of your uh, habit, like your personality? Because I see you also, like, sometimes another thing I notice about you as well, mashallah, is you've got high standard. I've observed that from you, mashallah. I've noticed you have got high standard. Where did that come from? And and how, like, the culture, I notice you're trying to create, like, a high standard culture because you're always, like, trying to improve. I've noticed that. Where would you say that would come from? Ibrahim, that comes from the fact that I don't benchmark myself against anyone around me. Yeah, so you set a higher right. one. Yeah. So when I look for okay, I want to set a high standard. Yeah. I wanna I wanna have a great business. Mm. Who do I compare? You have to have people you're fighting against. Yeah. You your competitors. Competition like, is important. Yeah. Right? But I never, ever, ever, ever look at the people around me within yeah. my radius yeah. as the people I should benchmark myself yeah. against. Never. Mm. Okay. I always look at operators in London. Mm. Okay, in Manchester, yeah. in Dubai, in LA, and I look at those and how they're operating yeah. and try to correlate and try to kind of say, oh, they did it like that. How can I do a bit better than them? Yeah. Because one day we want to be playing on that level. Yeah, right? that people who see you as the standard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They do. yeah. You know, if you look at, if you, look, if you go around Sheffield, like honestly, they did an in-depth research mm. on the, the takeaways. I'm not, you know, you look at many, many takeaways. I'm even talking about the takeaways that were open before I was even born. Yeah. Right? Mm. You will find inspiration that happened from Munchies mm. after Munchies. Okay? Yeah. They they took ideas. Yeah. Here, yeah. Which is fantastic. Which actually, is good, yeah. Which right? is good, yeah. But this is why we don't benchmark ourselves from them because it's very thin. There's other than longevity and the trust that their customers have in them, there's very little you can learn from. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking at outside and seeing a higher grid and then taking inspiration exactly. and seeing how you exactly, can adopt exactly. them. And, and you know, one day, and I believe, you know, we're, we're sure. all very well on course to that. We can say, you know, because of Munchie, the Sheffield food scene in, improved. Yeah. Right? You know, that's what you, you yeah, that's good. Donald, yeah. Right? You look at Donald. Mm. And by the way, look, all this stuff that I'm saying about munchies and whatnot, it's at zero credit to myself, yeah. okay? It's down to my staff that have worked amazing to get to where they yeah, are. Okay? Sure, yeah. Honestly, if you look at Donald and look at what Shalawaz is doing, right? It's big, it is absolutely incredible. Mm. Okay, so the the credit goes to them. Yeah, Because yeah. okay. it's the teamwork as well. You need, like you said, the vision comes from you, but it's the teamwork that helps you if to and um, execute that, innit? Execute that, yeah. If you look at Donald as an area. When we went into Donald to look for a location four and a half years ago, yeah. like, honestly, there were locations put it out of my ears. There were so many places available. Yeah. For me, right? Matter of fact, there was that Rasan's creamery. They actually left Donald yeah. at that point. That's how bad it was. Yeah, they came here, yeah. They came here. We went there. Yeah. You go there. I challenge you to go there and find one place from there on right now. There's operators from Bradford that are coming. Operators yeah. from London Road that are coming. Because what we did was we stifled the competition. Yeah, now. yeah. So you, you liven the place out, basically. And you know what? Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. That's good. You know what that does? Mm. It creates a see, hub, in it? As like a, a business. Hub. As yeah. a business, mm. right? We don't think about what we're going to do tomorrow and the day after. We're not reacting. We're proactive. Yeah. Okay? So I can... I won't tell you, mm. and I won't tell anybody, matter of fact. Yeah. But I know how, what Munchies is going to be up to 12 months from now. Yeah, so you're proactive, so you have long-term vision there. Yes. Yeah. It was always inevitable that all the, the, this, this 
more operators are going to come into that area. Once you start arriving in yes. the area. Yes. But we have a strategy. Mm. Um, this strategy has been alive for many, many, you know, yeah, of months, course. Yeah. right? Or year. Mm. That we're going to use that to our benefit. Yeah. Which is good. So you leverage it. So you're already thinking ahead on how to leverage it. Absolutely. Because you already know. Because if you're ahead of the game, then you just keep leveraging it. Absolutely. Yeah. What are the habits or qualities of a good entrepreneur? Be able to control what we say, when we say, yeah. and make sure that whatever you do or you say are not based on emotion at that moment. Based on emotions that are going to die 10 minutes later. Yeah. Right? As an entrepreneur, when you're at the top of the business, if you are angry at certain things, you can react mm. in a certain way that could cause detrimental effect. Let's say a manager shouts at two of the staff, right? Two of the best staff that did something amazing, that are great at the job, but they did something terrible. Mm. The manager shouts at them, at least the staff have got someone to go to afterwards and say, look, you know what? Manager shall come to me and they be like, oh, the manager spoke to us like this, we didn't really appreciate it. At least I can create a truce, right? Yeah. If I've gone effing and blinding at two guys for the most smallest thing ever that where I, it could have been dealt with just with a conversation, but I disrespected them by shouting at them, yeah. by screaming at them, right? That's mm. disrespect yeah. right? to someone that's been with me for many, many years. Yeah. At that point, that person has got no one else to go to. Okay, they don't leave. Yeah. They're gone. They'll go. Right? Yeah. That's one thing. Have so good self control. Good self control. Yeah, it's very, very yeah. important. And what to say, when to say it as well. Yeah. And I think Does that come with experience or do you, do you think people experience. can def- have that? Some people naturally have right. that. You know, you know, as an entrepreneur, you need to go through constant cycles of self learning. Yeah. Okay? So you have to reflect. Chuck yourself in there. Chuck yourself in there, meaning whilst you're here in the business. Chuck yourself here. After six to eight months, you need to go away. Go away for a day or two, don't even come to the business and just take time to... Do you do that regularly? I do that. Yeah. I do that. I do that quite a lot, actually. What, a week or months? No, 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 no. What? I'd say I do that like three times a year. Yeah. And the latest one I did was, um, I mean, I went to Tanzania as well, that was one. How long was um, you away for in... in uh, a week. About nine days. Nine days, yeah. Uh, before that, I went on a golfing break to Birmingham. You know, just made sure that I didn't. How, any how long was that for? Like, I was for three nights before that. I and no contact with business, no, 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 nothing. Yeah. Uh, I went to Nice in France as well before that. And how um, long was that? Like, that was almost three nights. So yeah. you just like, just complete from um, no work related, no emails, no phone no, calls, nothing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. Just, because I need to discover myself. Yeah, yeah. I need to discover myself. Mm. So. So you just yeah. So to give you this space to reflect on what is going on and where you want to go and stuff yes. like that. Yes. Uh, Okay, and do you have any particular interest or hobbies? If yes, can you tell us? I just feel you mentioned golfing. Is that one of your? Would you say golf? Do you play golf? Uh, my hobby golf at, at the top of my hobbies is uh, doing things other people don't do. Yeah, which okay. example? Like, so, so, for example, going to Albania. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so traveling. Who's going different? To, who, yeah. Who is going to an ex-Soviet Union place? Yeah. Now, right? And I mean that, that just intrigues me. Why don't people go? I'd love to go to like Azerbaijan. I'd love to go. Yeah. I'd love to go to you know. Bhutan and these sort of yeah. places. So do you like different challenge, different place, different because nobody goes there, do you want to try it different yeah, that yeah. way? I love Not that and I love I love um putting myself on the edge. So I love like um skydiving mm. and I love sort of uh, bungee jumping and just doing things that yeah. are just really, really putting me on the edge because I believe the more I can push myself, the more I can take in life. Yeah, like, you grow day to day life. So yeah. I love doing that. Uh, I love do you do that regularly? Well. Do you do that? How many? Yeah, I mean, like wherever the, whenever the opportunity, I'll try to do something quite crazy. Yeah. Know? So, um, 
I mean, um, also, I like to push myself as well. Push myself in any way possible. I love doing yeah. that. You got the gym, you got a routine gym. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, How I'm many really times a week do you go gym? gym? Um, I try to get there three times a week. Do you do, do, you do like weights or do you have yeah. um, circuits or what do you like? Is, or is there classes you go? No, no, it's, it's just it's just weights. Oh, you like, for, yeah. But you know, Graham, look, my main sort of uh, thing is however I can get my brain working the best, yeah. I'm all up for it. Yeah, Michelle. Okay. So I feel, I feel like with, uh, now I've introduced fasting as well. Water-only fasting, that was excellent. I've only done it for two days so far. Yeah. 48 hours with no food, and it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Mm. Ever since I did that, I haven't touched sugar or added sugar Jeez. ever since. And I feel amazing. Mm. And matter of fact is, uh, today's Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. Tomorrow, I'm, I'm, I'm starting my uh, uh, five days. No food. Yeah. Uh, fast. Yeah. So from tomorrow till Friday. What uh, inspired you? What triggered you to get into this? Uh, I think I met I met a doctor, yeah. and what he said was he said that he had um, he had a patient that had uh, high blood pressure and he had type two diabetes. Yeah. And the doctor put him on forty days water only fasting, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, many of the listeners might think that after forty days you die, right? <laughs> but the yeah. human body can actually go seventy days without food. Yeah. Only then will you hit a state of starvation, and then yeah. you will die. Right? Yeah. So. This patient was put on 40 days fasting where after this after seven days the high blood pressure disappeared and he did not no longer need medication for that. And after 21 days the type 2 diabetes disappeared. Now the problem with our medical system is is the doctors know that dietary excess causes these illnesses, but our society has gone so weak because we are all addicts of food and dietary excess. That it's 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 immoral for the doctor to say to you, "Hey, you need Ibrahim. You cannot eat for the next twenty one days." Yeah. You do not give those sort of advice because that is seen as moral negligence. Okay, yeah. so the doctors will in- instead put you on a medication, put you on an injection, and essentially the doctor tells you indirectly, "Hey, Ibrahim, carry on doing what you are doing, but to manage the side effects, I'm going to give you this medication." Yeah. But guess what? The cherry on the cake is you're gonna you're gonna be on this medication yeah. for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. get used to coming to these pharmacies and picking up all this medication, okay? Because that's what your life is yeah. about now. All about medication. Mm, How yeah. crap is that? Yeah. How sad so is that? So this doctor is unique in, in his own way, a bit like yourself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that's wow. what triggered you. Yeah. That triggered me. So you that tried that, and now you're gonna try the. I'm gonna try five days water only. Yeah. Uh, from tomorrow. Sure. No, I'm so excited. But fasting anyway is well from Islamic perspective. You know the Sunnah, like Monday and Thursday. A lot of people in my local yesterday they, they fast. That's a Sunnah, you know. You fast every, every, every other day. I believe mm. everybody, okay, mm. and I believe everybody should. And I'm not one to throw out facts, but I just believe what everyone should be fasting mm. Monday and Thursday. Matter of fact, I'm actually giving this advice to myself as well. Mm. Whilst I'm saying mm. everyone should be fasting Monday to Thursday, mm. and at your iftar. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just make sure your iftar is no more than five hundred calories. Yeah. Don't go. No. Don't go overboard. Yeah. So what my advice is, at, at suhoor, okay, yeah. have a five hundred calorie meal, five hundred calories, right? Do your fast at iftar, have your five hundred calorie meal, then don't go eat anything else. Yeah. Just go sleep. Okay, and then next day go back to normal. Oh, so your body can adapt yeah. slowly, yeah. slowly. But either end of your either end of your fast, mm. keep it at five hundred calories. Mm. Yeah. One more question: 
What advice would you give to someone who's trying to become an entrepreneur now? Firstly, discover whether you want, truly want to be born an entrepreneur. Yeah. If you value uh, taking weekends off way too much, if you value procrastinating, if you value scrolling on TikTok and Instagram for many, many hours of your day, don't do it. <laughs> okay? Because you will be in the cemetery of entrepreneurs, yeah. and a huge cemetery of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like that, okay? Don't do that. If you are at a phase of your life where you are ready, you are ready for radical change, and you are ready to start making changes in your biology, should I say, yeah. right? meaning you are willing to make dietary changes, you are willing to make mindset changes, you are willing to cancel out friends that you know are toxic for you, yeah. or relationships that are toxic for you, and you know, and then relationships may have been around for many, many years. They, 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 may, they may have been around for all your life, yeah. right? but you just held on to them because that gives you a certain level of connectedness. If once you're willing to start making those radical changes, then yes, it's the right time for you. But you cannot be how you are normally and become an entrepreneur. Yeah. Things have to change. They have to change. That's why I'm interested in habits and its relation to personal achievement, self-transformation, and in happiness and well-being. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and of course, personal success, like you said, comes from entrepreneurial and uh, mashallah, like yourself. And happiness and will because it's all linked together in it. I always say you don't decide your future, you decide your habits, and your habits will decide your future. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great pleasure to you, Chef. And as they say, like I was mentioning to your 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 life today is because of your thinking yesterday, and your life tomorrow will be because of your thinking today. today. So that's why I love picking people the force and the decision program. I really learned a lot, mashallah, age 13, age eight. 22, the blame unique experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's all here. Different people, saving habits, mashallah, gaining relationship habits. That's as well to you, like you said, from a young age. Now, Chasekalah, and really appreciate you taking the time out. And I'm sure all the listeners here will benefit and will be inspired by your, uh, mashallah, fascinating story and journey. So, Chasekalah, bro. Rahim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been really, really excellent. And inshallah, this was the first time we had Chef on the podcast. And I hope it will not be the last time. I'm sure we will have him in future episodes as he learns, grows, and develops himself further. And his company, he will come back and share with us what he's learned, inshallah. And alhamdulillah, guys, that's it for today's episode. And please do remember... That the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existing and our future in this life and the year after. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind and please if you found this beneficial, do me a favour and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care and I wish you success in this life and the year after. And I ask Allah to give us all. ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after Safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire Amen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh